0: Hey everyone, welcome again to an episode of ALK with Arya. We have a very special guest lined up today. She is so obsessed with French culture, they should have named that show Sanjana in Paris instead of Emily in Paris. She's a booming laugh that you can hear from three doors down the hallway. She has the most immaculate aesthetic of anyone I know. And honestly, she's one of the sweetest people I have the pleasure of knowing. It's my good friend, Sanjana.
1: Woo!
0: Welcome to the podcast, Sanjana.
1: Thank you so much for having me. What a lovely introduction.
0: Of course, of course. And because she's so bougie and always inviting me to fancy soirees, it is only fitting that I made her a fancy cocktail such as a mimosa. So cheers to that. Cheers. But yeah, we have a very interesting topic lined up for today. Sanjana and I will be discussing the topic of growing up as an only child. So it's definitely a topic that's very close to my heart since I feel like it's been a big person- a big part of my personality. How do you feel about it, Sanjana?
1: That's interesting that you consider it a big part of your personality because I never really felt like it was core to my identity until people would come up to me and be like and find out that I was an only child and then be like, oh, but you don't, you don't seem like an only <laughs> child. You don't seem spoiled or, oh, you, you seem way too extroverted to be an only child <laughs> And that's when I got this idea of like, oh, like, am I aware are all of these assumptions about, <laughs> about only children coming from? Make- did, ever, did people ever say that to you?
0: Yeah, I definitely got a lot of what you were saying just in a different sense. <laughs> so I feel like growing up, uh, most of my friends always had siblings. Like I would say like 90-95% of them had siblings growing up. So I feel like everyone would come up to me and say that, oh, you're so lucky you don't have a sibling. Or some people would be like, oh, that's so sad. You don't have a sibling. Oh, yeah. So I just feel like just because of the way society made it, I not having a sibling, I guess, growing up as an only child just sort of became a part of my personality. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my experience was sort of opposite of yours where that, where people would say to you, oh, you don't seem like an only child. For me, it was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. You're an only child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you're an only child. Yeah, because you're so spoiled, which is <laughs> which is fair. I can't really deny that, I guess. <laughs> but I feel like I was, in a, in a weird way, I feel like I was always more extroverted mm-hmm. being an only child. I would say that's credit to my mom because I feel like because it, I didn't have a sibling. Mm-hmm. She always wanted me to like branch out and make more friends. So I feel like that sort of pushed me to be more extroverted than other people.
1: That's true. I think growing up an only child, your parents make you, not make you, <laughs> but put a little bit more emphasis on the fact that, oh, you know, you didn't grow up with siblings. You should have good friends around you. You, yeah. you should surround yourself with good people. Yeah. I that, definitely get that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like coming back to, like, I think you when you were saying about growing up spoiled, like, I, I would definitely say that was one of the pros in my mind of mm-hmm. growing up as an only child, where, like, I'm not saying being spoiled is good, but just the <laughs> fact that... I was, like, able to grow up without having to share any of my belongings, that not having to use hand-me-down clothes or not having to give up my toys when I grow up or, like, my bike or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just, like, having that privilege of, like, having your parents and all their attention and time and everything all to yourself was mm-hmm. definitely a benefit that I felt. And I feel like some of my friends were, like, kind of jealous of me growing up, which, like, I think I understand. What do you think?
1: Yeah, sure. I get that. Um I don't think in my experience I was like deprived of any of those things, but I think we did have different experiences growing up because it makes sense. I understand the reasoning why people assume that only children are spoiled because it's just natural to assume, oh, you know, you're, when your parents have only one kid, all of their time, their attention, their money goes to you because yeah. who else would it go to, right? But I think it has way more to do with your parents' tendencies in setting boundaries for you. Because I think only children aren't, or, you know, I think it has more to do with the fact that parents, if they have tendencies to spoil their kids, they're going to spoil their kids regardless of how many kids they have, right? If they have one kid, sure, they'll grow up, you know, thinking that everything belongs to them. Or, you know, if they throw a tantrum, they'll get what they want. But, you know, if they have three kids, all, you know, like, yeah. yeah, all three of those kids might feel the same way.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you on that aspect, but, like, if parents have the tendency of spoiling their kids, they will do that, regardless of, like, how many children they have. But in my mind, I don't even think of, like, the benefits in terms of, like, just having the time or attention, money, whatever. For me, it's also, I feel like I also had the luxury of, like, doing sort of whatever I wanted because I was my parents' only child. Or I don't know if that's any different from you, but... It just basically I was like, oh, my parents would always be chill with me. Okay, you can do this, that's fine. Or like mm. like I was always the friend who was always allowed to go to every single sleepover. Oh, or like I never man. really had to think about like asking my mom because my mom would always just say yes. I was and-
1: jealous of people <laughs> like you.
0: <laughs> Wait, so you're saying it was different for you?
1: Well, okay, what other types of things would would happen?
0: I feel like it was just like I feel like sleepover was just like one of the examples, mm-hmm. but I feel like in general, there were very few I can I think I can count literally on a single hand the number of times I had to like quote-unquote, ask my parents for permission for doing something. Because I feel like, okay, in general, I was never, like, a rebellious kid, so I didn't, like, rebel that much. So, yeah. in general, like, I stayed within the boundaries. But but because I was within the boundaries, my parents never really said no for anything, to be honest.
1: Okay. That's interesting. I don't think I was a rebellious kid either, but... I definitely Okay, for the specifically for the sleepover example, yeah. I generally could have sleepovers until high school. Okay. And then my parents would be like, "No, you need to focus on studies. You're mm-hmm. not allowed to sleep over." And I think they would do that because they saw other kids, my peers who were the same same grade as me yeah. who weren't allowed to have sleepovers and they would think to themselves, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't be letting Sandra have sleepovers because, you know, that makes sense
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i like think definitely like a unique like I said like parent to parent differences which makes yeah. makes make, make okay. sense
1: yeah exactly that's my point i think it has less to do with the fact that you're raising an only child and more to do with the fact that these are the tendencies that you think raising a child should, should include yeah
0: but don't you also feel that i feel like as much as i say it was a pro of, of one of the pros of being an only child i also feel it's a double-edged sword where that for me it also meant like there were also like always more expectations, sort of, from me. Like, I wouldn't say, like, like a sort of, like, high pressure, but just, like, oh, you're the only child that we have. Like, you're the only one who's going to be doing things. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of just, like, a slightly more, like, expectation from me from just, not just my parents, but, like, family in general mm-hmm. to do things or, like, succeed. You know what I'm saying?
1: I get that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but again, I think we've had such different experiences.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what makes it cool, right? Right, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We've had such different experiences growing up because I didn't think I felt this pressure from my parents to, to like carry on a certain legacy because mm. just because I was their only child.
0: That's fair. Yeah. But I feel like coming back to, like the pro- we discussed the pros and cons, but Sanjana, have you ever felt like, or have you ever wished for having a sibling?
1: Great question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think when I was little, it was something I felt all the time, right? Because when you're little, I think for me especially, I saw it more than just this loneliness or I felt it a little bit more deeper than just loneliness. I would, I guess loneliness is the only accurate way I can describe it now, but I would look at my friends when I was younger, maybe like age six, age seven, and I would see that they had siblings, but I would think of it more as like, oh, not only do they have a sibling, they have a, they have a permanent companion. They have, they have this constant, they have this sense of constancy, you know, they have this person that they can try out life with before they actually go out and (laughs) do life, um, but it's interesting because now I feel the exact opposite way. I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I feel like it has way more to do with, it has, it says way more about the fact that you can, you, there's more to be said about the people that we choose to surround ourselves with yeah, rather I mean, than, friends and stuff exactly, yeah. exactly. We choose to surround ourselves with people, the people that we, yeah, the people that we choose to have around us
0: that makes a lot of sense it's just so funny because like i feel like we have like such different experiences (laughs) because i feel like for me it was the exact opposite but i i mean i I remember like when i was like i think six years old i think i remember asking my mom if i could have an older brother and i kept fighting her on it and she had to sit me down and tell me no i can't have an older sibling i could have a younger sibling (laughs) if i wanted and i kept like harpooning her for just for like oh i just want like An older brother. And I think it was the same reason that you said, like, basically having someone to guide you or, like, someone who's lived through those experiences yourself. Right. But I think in a weird way, in general, as a kid, I never really craved having a sibling where, like, I didn't feel that loneliness at all. And I feel like I was just living my merry life, (laughs) being (laughs) an only child, just chilling. But I feel like I felt the need uh, not the need but like want for a sibling more after coming to college in a different sense because I feel like I mean for me I just came like I moved countries like came from India to here and it's like obviously a bit more lonely than most people yeah. and then I just felt like having a sibling would have been nice just like maybe they would have gone on the same path and also one extra person to talk to because I mean obviously I love my parents and I t- share most stuff with them yeah. but it would be nice to have a sibling because like, you would have that one extra or how many other siblings you have those many people in your corner who you can share stuff with and It'd be even probably even easier with siblings just because they're in the same age group and they've like gone through similar experiences. So I just feel like when I see like my friends talk to their siblings now and they all tell me, oh, like our relationship has grown stronger yeah. since we've come to college or since we grew older. Yeah. I sort of like, uh, I sort of envy that, you know? Like I wish, or maybe even I, I wish I, I had that as well.
1: That's true. There's no generational gap when when yeah. you have when, when you have a sibling. I get that. But I think, again... There's way more to be said about now you can choose the people that you have around you. There's there's so many aspects of close friendships and close relationships yeah. that feel like familial relationships. So just because technically we are only children, it doesn't always feel like we're only children because there's so many friendships that both of us have that True. feel like like, you know, we're all family sometimes. Yeah.
0: I think there's definitely a point to be made about how like friends in college especially like are sort of like family to you just because like you spend so much of your time with them and like you've grown up with them in a weird sense and like you're like moving into adulthood with them so i see what you're saying but like what do you think about like don't you think there's still something to say about like being like family being family and stuff like that
1: okay great point because yeah okay you know that phrase that everyone loves to talk blood is thicker than water oh yeah i've
0: definitely heard that like isn't the whole fast and furious just based on all the family and all that kind of stuff yeah
1: exactly (laughs) people people use that phrase to mean, oh, family will be with you forever. Yeah. You know, friends come and go throughout your life, but family's gonna stick with you. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is that a lot of people get that phrase wrong. It's not actually blood is thicker than water. The actual phrase, I think it's, um, blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb.
0: Wait, what? Yeah, Wait, yeah, wh- What? <laughs> okay, my mind is blown. Know, what the? What
1: people, <laughs> people get that phrase wrong all the time. It's It basically means the opposite thing that... Um, the blood of the covenant, meaning the people that you... The relationships that you choose to have in your life, your friendships, yeah. things like that. Those are more... Those can be more valuable than the people that you're born... Or the family that you're born into.
0: Damn, okay. Okay. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> I, did, I did not know that at all. I don't think most people know like that's the whole like phrase.
1: Yeah, say, yeah, and it's interesting because it literally... Quite literally means the exact opposite thing.
0: Yeah.
1: People love to talk about, Oh, you know, your family's <laughs> gonna stick with you forever. But it's not like sibling relationships... 100 percent of the time are your closest most valuable relationships you know i think especially for us because we don't have siblings the relationships that we curate on our own are the ones that you know we value a lot more not to say that family is not important of course you know like I, i love my family yeah um there's but friendships can be just as valuable
0: yeah i think i agree with you on that but like i think friends are obviously like one of the most important aspects of your entire life and just because like it's someone you choose it's like it's like the basically another phrase where like a man is known by the company he keeps if you choose to be with good friends and good people then you will also have those close relationships with them whereas like with family you don't really choose that so like like obviously i'm very lucky, but like not everyone is as fortunate to have like good familial bonds like we we're talking a lot about like sibling relationships, but it's not like all sibling relationships are close or like very familial anyway yeah, that like I know some siblings like some pairs of siblings like who only meet a couple times a year or even if that yeah, even and if and that. yeah, and like that's probably what what works best for them like right. there have been so many histories of <laughs> siblings even betraying or like all that kind of stuff in oh, the in yeah. the past, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, i I think, I think I see what he's saying where like the, the relationships you choose to have or you choose to form can all, can be more important than the ones that, you know, that are given on to you or like entrusted to you when you're born. You know what I'm
1: saying? 100%. I think uh, there are, you know, you were right, yeah. you know, sibling relationships for the sanity of both parties <laughs> are better apart than they are together. Um, yeah. That's a great point. Value of
0: friendship. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Look where we started and now we ended up in friendship somehow. <laughs> but I like that. I think that's a great segue to like, I guess concluding our, me and Sanjana's discussion about, um, I guess, growing up as an only child. I think I love talking with you about this, Sanjana, because it's something that you and I have explored before on our own time. But I just feel like it's funny because, like, we have like such different, unique experiences of growing up as an only child. Yeah, we. But it's sort we're of like
1: raised so differently. I know, but
0: like it sort of ties into like this whole like I guess a multicolored fabric of like what being an only <laughs> child of like of growing up in general is. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Thank, thank you again, Sanjana, for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it is a great time. Uh, make sure you guys tune next week for our episode. We have another great guest coming up. Till then, peace out.